0: We have a special show for you on this Friday morning because I am challenging myself to remain as positive, as positively possible. Is that a word? Positively possible. Does that even make sense? No. Maybe I should just challenge myself to make sense because we know I'm not going to be positive. But you know what is going to be positive? Doug Mouton's coming to the show. Mr. Optimistic. We're going to have a lot of fun with him on Datitude this Friday morning. Don't you go anywhere. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high powered, in the know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of danitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is. Or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at New Orleans? And hello to all my friends out there who are just waiting. They can't wait for Sunday. This is the game we've been waiting for. Okay. Now I'm just being silly and dumb. Nobody's waiting for this game. Saints Colts coming up on Sunday. I mean, I'm sure there are diehards out there, super diehards that can't wait for Saints Colts, but it's almost like you're afraid to watch. I mean, it is Halloween, so it's kind of like a horror movie in a way, where you get a little nervous. You don't know if the, I mean, you know it's not real, but is the chainsaw going to get him or not? Is the dummy really going to go into the shower? I don't know. I don't, I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, But I do know that this is Datitude, episode number, what is this, 182 for a Friday, October the 27th, 2023. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the times Picayune, the advocate, and bet.nola.com. After a certain amount of time, when you, look, I don't want to be Derry Downer. I mean, I get tired of hearing Derry Downer talk crap. You want to hear some positiveness. Maybe the Saints go out and win a game. Maybe then I'll be positive. I don't, I don't get on them. I don't get mad. You know, I did get mad during the the live portion of the show this morning. That's coming up. WWL TV sports director Doug Mouton uh, is coming on the show, filling in for Larry, who has a tennis tournament to play in this morning. By of all things, um, I don't look. The good thing about Doug Mouton is he can find optimism almost anywhere. I, I mean, I, I really, I I'm, it's. I don't think I've seen a whole lot like it. He can find – when I was getting on some people this morning, and, look, we had some yahoos watching the show on the live show. And if you don't know, every Friday morning uh, we do the interview portion of the show live, and it's on all of our NOLA.com and bet.nola.com social media channels. And then I take that portion of it and I add my monologue and we turn it into a podcast. So, Friday mornings at 10 a.m., if you want to go watch the live portion, you can. But we invite commenters to uh, to comment. And 98% of the time, they're, they're great comments. Whether I agree with them or not agree with them, um, I love that part of the show. I love getting comments from people. Sometimes we only have one or two. Sometimes we have a ton. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I think I told you we had commenters from Abu Dhabi... Um, Araby and where, what was, we were making a joke. It was Abu Dhabi, somewhere else far away, not that far away, and Araby. And then someone was making a joke, well, Araby might be the uh, furthest country away from New Orleans. You know, you get it. Ha ha, funny, funny. But the point is, you know, you never know what you're going to get on the comment stream. It's not like a lot of the other shows where I do where it's the same people over and over again, uh, which is okay too. I'm glad we have regulars, but. Uh, For this show, for some unknown reason, it's like I get all kinds of different people. Every now and then, I'll have a regular come in and say something, but it's different people. I've been getting a lot of emails lately, by the way. Uh, at com. If you want to leave a comment, I'll read it on the show. I had a couple this week, but um, it's basically things that I've touched on already, so I don't feel the need to read them. But um, I thank Don Hoffman, and I had a couple others uh, this week Write to me at jderryatheadvocate.com. But the commenters on the live stream are just, I don't know what the hell they were listening to this morning. They weren't listening to what I was saying. They were like calling me like I was saying the Saints are going to be a Super Bowl team or something. I'm like, what are you listening to? So I got a little pissy. I actually said, and you'll hear it later on because I don't cut anything out. I don't edit it out of it where I get pissed off at a certain point. And I did. I got pissed off. They pissed me off. I mean, I don't usually let numb nuts piss me off, but I did this morning for some unknown reason. They got under my skin. And I guess the point of this was Mr. Optimistic, uh, Doug Muton was like, whoa, whoa, that's not how you get ready. He's about to go into sweeps week, and I'm basically telling people, piss off, don't listen to my show. I mean... I don't care if you listen if you're a moron, but don't comment. I mean, it's okay to disagree. In fact, it's great. We disagree. That's wonderful. I have guests on all the time that disagree with me. I show comments on the live stream all the time that disagree with me. It's fine. Disagreement is healthy. But don't be an idiot. I mean, and don't curse and and use as close to the proper grammar as you can possibly use. When you're saying you're an idiot... Don't, I mean, the worst thing you can do, because I'm going to call you out. If you're saying you're an idiot, it's not Y-O-U-R an idiot. It's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. I mean, that's like the double negative kind of thing. I mean, you're basically calling yourself an idiot if you do Y-O-U-R an idiot. What did you do in school, by the way, if you do that? I know people struggle with... That, and they struggle with 2, 2, and 2. T-O, T-O-O, and T-W-O. But I, I never understood the whole struggling with the, the apostrophe. Uh, never mind. We're not going to have a grammar lesson. But look, if you're going to call me out, at least use pr- proper grammar. That's all I ask. See, I told you I would find something different to talk about. I mean, I could sit here and bash the same old thing. I could bash Pete Carmichael to start this show I could say you know what is Dennis Allen thinking I could say that people are silly for getting mad about Derek Carr yelling at his receivers I could say Chris Olave needs to read a playbook he needs to figure out how to run his routes and then actually run them Um, yeah I could say all kinds of things I I could say that Blake Groupie needs to probably go back to whatever snowball stand he was working at before he took the kicking job for the Saints. I could say Lou Headley should probably um, call the tattoo parlor and tell him he's going to be back doing the tattoos again soon. I could probably say all those things. But no, that's not what I'm saying this morning. I'm saying that if you're going to call me an idiot, use the appropriate appropriate um, grammar. That's that that hard? And if you used a p- appropriate grammar, I'm still going to show it, and you know, I'm like, okay, you're entitled to opi- your opinion. Oh God, this show is off the rails already. What do we think about Saints Colts? You know, I, I say this with Doug, and I mean this sincerely, and it kind of goes with the title here. On if you're listening on SoundCloud, it won't take long to figure out who's going to win the game. I truly believe that it is a super tough game to predict prognosticate whatever word you want to use. But I do think that if you watch one quarter of this game, you're going to have an idea. I'm not saying the Saints need to be winning to win this game after a quarter. And I'm not saying if, if they are winning that they're certainly going to win. I think you, if you're an experienced football fan and you watched more than a couple years of football, on a regular basis, I think you'll be able to watch the first quarter of this game and be able to tell. I truly believe that. So jump on your little Caesars Sportsbook app and make a live bet if you want to bet on the Saints game. If I had to do it now, I think the Saints will win. Why? Because I think they are the more desperate team. I don't always like uh, or predict the, the more desperate team to win. But I am in this case because I think the Saints are better than the Colts. And I think with their backs up against the wall and them knowing that they have to win this game, I think they're going to treat it like a must win. I think you're going to see the Saints A game this week. If the Saints have their A game, they're going to win. I would be highly surprised if the Saints play their A game and don't win. Now, the Colts last week, I thought, played almost as well Is they can play. And I don't think they're the kind of team that can put up, I think they're similar to the Saints in the fact of, I don't think they can put together two good performances in a week. Not like that. And they still lost and they had an emotional loss as well against the Browns, a one-point loss. They got kind of hosed by the officials. That's a whole other story. Are they going to lose two home games in a row? That's tough. You almost wish they had won last week. With that being said, I just think, I think the Saints are a better team. I think the offense is going to be simplified somewhat. I think that if this team has any common sense whatsoever, they're going to see what worked for the Saints in the last 20 minutes of that ball game last week against Jacksonville. And they're going to say, how can we do more of that? Now, I know I'm trying to make sense out of something that doesn't make sense. But I really think that's what's going to happen. So I expect a much better performance from the Saints' offense. The defense, look, they're ranked fourth, but this is a tough defense to play because they do have some uh, physical receivers. They do have some good receivers. Minshew's not a terrible quarterback. The Saints have had success against Gardner Minshew, but he's not a terrible quarterback at all. Um, he's average. He's average. And uh, sometimes we've seen average beat the Saints already this year. Baker Mayfield, in my opinion, is an even average. I think he's well below average. We saw him last night against the Bills. He stunk. He needed eight extra downs, and I'm not exaggerating. The officials gave him eight extra downs for the backdoor cover last night. Not that I'm bitter or anything. Not that I was yelling at the TV because the Bills... I mean, probably should have won that game by 20. Maybe it's karma biting me in the ass because, you know, I always get upset when there are these experts. Again, I'm not going to name them here. But there's, there's a podcast, certain podcasts that I listen to just about every week. And they like to talk about they have this formula. I don't even know how they come up with it. But who should have won? They'll tell you uh, the Jaguars should have won by two points last week against the Saints, and they won by seven. Or they'll tell you that the 49ers, that's a wrong team Won, Excuse me. The the 49ers should have won by five, but they lost by seven. I hate that. It's one of the things. I really like the show that they do, but I hate that. No, the team that should have won 90% of the time won. And the score was right 90% of the time. I mean... Last night was one of those examples where that's not the case. The Bills dominated the, the Bucs last night, <clears throat> and it just didn't happen. So, I guess karma can get me too. But, you know, below-average quarterbacks have bit. like I said, have bitten the Saints. So, Jonathan Taylor's back at running back for the Colts, and he has been getting better every game since he's come back. Will he be the Jonathan Taylor that we've known him to be where he was the top fantasy quarterback, what, going into the last season? Didn't turn out that way. But in 2020, Jonathan Taylor was phenomenal. He's now got, I think, the richest running back contract in the NFL now. Is he going to be 100%? Because if he is, that could present problems. Although the Saints have been pretty good against the run and uh, the pass, really. They've been better against the pass. I think they're fourth against the pass. So anyway, it's an interesting matchup. I, again, if I had to bet one way or the other, I would take the Saints, but it's one of the toughest games of the year in the NFL to predict. That being said, again, I will repeat myself. I don't think it's going to take long to figure out who's going to win this game. If you watch it, I think after the first quarter, you'll have a very good idea If the Saints come to play. They're going to win, I think. If they don't come to play, it's gonna be more of the same. But uh, three and five and four and four, massive difference. Massive difference. You got uh, Atlanta playing a Tennessee team that's using Will Levis at quarterback. So the Falcons are probably gonna win. They already got a one game lead. This is the time of year when you you can't afford to fall back. You can't. If Atlanta wins, Saints Saints two games back. They're in deep doo doo, buddy. Because you got to be realistic. If you have hopes to make the playoffs, even from this crappy division, you probably got to win the division. And you're going to have a tough time winning a division two games behind a team that has just as an easy schedule as you do. And so the Falcons aren't a great football team either. They're average at best, but they don't have to be good. They're doing pretty much with the same. You know, Desmond Ritter isn't a good quarterback. I don't think he's going to be an NFL quarterback. But you know what? His offensive line is giving him time. He's not throwing interceptions. They got a better run game right now, and their defense is playing well too. They're kind of a lot like the Saints, except they're just doing it better. They're four and three. They could screw it up at any time, too. So, anyway, the point is, I think it's a must-win. I think this is a must-win, and that's what we get into with Doug Mouton right here. And we have a long chat, and whenever I have Doug on the show, it does end up going longer than, than most guests, but we just have fun with it. And uh, we had a whole lot of fun with the show, and we might as well get into it now. Um, all right, Saints and Colts, I asked a question up there in the headline, Doug, and I'll just get to it right off the bat. Is this a must win for the Saints? I think, uh, you know, it's starting to feel a lot more and more each day, like last year, all over again. Yeah, no
1: question. And, look, I said that. I, I do the, my four takeaways on Monday, and I said that on Monday. I, I said, look, you you showed enough in Jacksonville. If, if you want to say it's going to take a little while for the quarterback to get used to things and, you know, whatever. Now you've had that time. You've shown progress in the last game. You've had the little mini buy. If you can't start showing genuine offensive progress right now, then then yes, it, then I don't see how it's going to start happening later. It's either now or it's not going to happen in six weeks. Look, they caught a little mini roll last year on what week? 13 and they finish strong enough for people to have a little bit of optimism going into the offseason I guess that's still possible but to really save this season to win the division to get to the playoffs to do the things you thought you could do I absolutely agree that you
0: have to see it against a mediocre Colts team and you know you talk about that optimism I just don't think I don't think there's going to be any cause for any optimism if this team doesn't make the playoffs this year. I don't care if they finish on a four game winning streak. If they don't make the playoffs and have a winning season, there is no optimism going into 2024. Agree 100%. Agree 100%. But I do think
1: for this moment, for today, for October 27th, you can still have hope because we look, I think Jacksonville's a really good team. I think Jacksonville wins that division. I think Jacksonville's a playoff team. And I think Jacksonville's a team with a chance to make some noise in the playoffs. I really do. I love Doug Peterson. I love Trevor Lawrence. I love what they're doing there. And and for that last quarter and a half, the Saints were at least as good as them and should have got to overtime and I think could have won that game. And so right now you could say, look, I think maybe they found something so, so I think we can get it. But if you don't see it Sunday, whatever that is that I feel right now is a maybe. Look, I'm not sure about it, but, it, but maybe maybe you're ready to go on a run. If you don't nail, yes, then, then this season is going to be really hard to save.
0: I like to, at this point of the season, I like to add up the rankings, uh, your rankings on offense and defense. Whatever the number is, if you're less than your opponent, that means you're supposed to be better right. than your opponent. Sure. So you got 17 and four is 21. Colts are thir- at 32. The Saints technically are better by ranking than they are the Colts, but yet this is a pick em game. So it goes to show that, you know, that one and four stretch that the Saints are on right now. It has affected the minds of the, of the odds makers.
1: And it, and it should. Uh, look, and, a, and one number that almost evens those is that the Saints are at the bottom in red zone efficiency. The Colts are 12th in the NFL. The Colts have been pretty good. Better than average when they get to the red zone. They're getting touchdowns. The Saints just aren't. Obviously, everybody who's watched the Saints game knows that. It's a little maddening um, how poor they've been. Although, in that in the game against Jacksonville, in the second half, they were two for three. In the red zone, and they should have hit three for three. I don't want to. I don't want to beat up on Foster Moreau, but they they should have been three for three in the red zone. So maybe there is something where they're starting to figure it out. Look, Jeff. The one thing I love about doing this show is there's no there's no BS to you, right? Like there really isn't. There really isn't. No, it's it's one of the things I love. So if I'm going to come on here and pretend like I have some optimism like like you're going to hit me with like a bs meter. So I I almost feel bad saying it, but I do feel like the same, I I and you know me though, Jim. I am like sort of an eternal optimist. Not not a lot, but like I, I do try That's to okay. find the side of it. Like like I, and I don't consider that a character flaw. But but I do feel like right now you got a shot. And I really do believe that. Right now they've got a shot to to look, you saw you saw Tampa Bay last
0: night. They are mediocre. Oh, Atlanta's they're, not. They're not mediocre. They're not as good. They're terrible. Yeah, well, I don't know about terrible. they they're terrible. They're not good. They're not good. They and, have and, good receive. They have some good receivers, but they have yes. no running game, and Baker Mayfield is is not good, and their offensive line is not good. I mean, look, the, the only competition in the division right now looks like
1: Atlanta. Who Atlanta looks like okay. a mediocre team. No, they're not bad. They're a five. They're okay. Yes, they're okay. Look, you know, half, not half the NFL, but, but probably 10 NFL teams, maybe a dozen, fit into that, you know, 7 to 10 to 9 and 8. They're just mediocre. They're not bad. They're not, they're not a 2 and 15 team. They're all in that mediocre range. And the Saints should be a little better than mediocre. They should be. And if they don't show it this week, then I'm on, then I'm on board with you. I'm not just quite on board with you yet.
0: Dustin McCann wants somebody to ask Mickey Loomis or Dennis Allen where John Gruden is or Breeze, special offensive analyst. Look, look, Drew Brees is not going to be a, a, an offensive analyst. Yeah. He's going to show up in the suite with his sons. Yeah. He's enjoying life with his sons yeah. playing flag football right now. And uh, actually, I think Balin's about to start playing high school football if he hasn't already. But uh, Gruden may be a possibility. He's got that thing going on behind the scenes that I don't know if the NFL wants him back. I don't know if the Saints... Want to bring him in, it's kind of a mess, it, which is a shame because he'd probably be a great fit to help this team get better. But it I just don't think, I don't think either one of those guys are going to help this team very much. And
1: look, midseason, I, there's no way you're going to make a midseason change that's really going to make a difference. I mean, right. you're all in with what you have right now, like it or not. Now, sure, you could have said that in the offseason. And look, it, there's, a, there's a lot of talk among the media members that cover the Saints that that the one thing we may see if this season turns out to be another 8-9 is, oh, we're going to make offensive changes and run this through again. Like, you may
0: you may see that in the offseason. I mean, but, but, why, why, but why do we have to wait to the offseason? I mean, why, why didn't they do this before the season? You got a guy who's the offensive coordinator, and I hate, I hate to – I really do. I'm not just saying this. I hate to keep beating up on Pete Carmichael, but the guy didn't even want the job. <laughs> and, and and we're going into year number two with this guy, and it, it's it's a mess. I don't understand why he's the OC, and I don't understand why we're still going through this today. So as far as the fans go, I am with them on this. No, I, and, I just don't get this at all. And, and I'm not I'm not arguing that.
1: I'm just saying they are not going to make a midseason change and bring somebody new in. Now they could switch and let Ronald Curry call plays and try something different that way. And at some point, you got to do Okay. That. Um, that that could happen. I'm, you asked the question about John Gruden. They're not going to bring in a new voice seven games into the season. That that's just not how it works.
0: That's not. I, I get that, and, I, and that's not really what I'm asking. I guess I just don't. I, I am frustrated because all this, the talent on this team, and they didn't address so many of their problems. They just. They are so living in the past all right Sean Payton's gone he's never coming back Drew Brees is gone and is never coming back you have to address your issues you can't keep going on status quo you were seven and ten last year you were nine and eight the the year before that you went down to seven and ten and you might be worse this year as far as the record goes the talent's there but you're not making the changes you need to make and it is incredibly frustrating
1: yeah I get that
0: although I Look, I, I don't know if the talent is at what. One of the
1: things I'm coming to an understanding of seven weeks in is that maybe the talent isn't as great maybe on it offense isn't. as we thought it was. Look, they're 17th offensively. That's up by yards, not by points. I think they're yards. first right. in points by yards. They're about an average NFL team. That might be where the talent truly is—about average offensively. Well,
0: and, and that's a little misleading as well because you see the number of 12th passing. It's 12th and 17th because Derek Carr basically has had two solid weeks. You can you can diss on Derek Carr all you want. You and my numbers will go down as soon as I start talking about. Derek, good about Derek Carr. There they go. They're dropping. I don't want to hear him talking good about Derek Carr. I hate Derek Carr. There they go. They're dropping again. The point is that Derek Carr's had two weeks in a row where he's thrown for over 300 yards. I'm not sure what else you want him to do.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, look, man, man, there's so much packed in all this. Yeah, um, there really Look, is. I will say this. And, and it's part a loaded. The reason I think for the op, for, and when I say optimism, I mean limited optimism. I'm not saying, and there's this team in no way looks like a Super Bowl team, and we know what Super Bowl teams look like, and, and this does not look like one. Um, but the reason why I think they can catch a role is look, in that last quarter and a half, the one thing that they did that I like the most, not just going up tempo, which is what Derek Carr, that that's the way he plays, and it allowed him to get to his stuff quicker, is that they started limiting all those ridiculous numbers of personnel groupings where you've got five yep. skilled players coming in every play and you never seem to catch any kind of a rhythm. There's never a, what are we trying to do? It's something completely different every play. And when they went up tempo in that last quarter and a half, they started limiting all that and they went right to what they were doing. You, you actually saw more of Alvin Kamara. And right now, you know what? Poor guy, if he has to get it 30 times a game. I'd 31 last 30. week. He was yeah, talking it,
0: yeah, yeah, if you got to do that,
1: do it because that's 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 your best hope right now. And and things got better when it got simpler. I think the Saints for the last two years have certainly needlessly overcomplicated the offense. Look, I don't think we're seeing anything new that we didn't see three years ago with Sean Payton, and there was never a time we weren't constantly seeing new with Sean Payton. So we're not we're not seeing anything new. But what we do need to see is is less of the ridiculous overcomplication, and and we did see that in that last quarter and a half. And. I'm hoping they found something and they can use that. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt for this one week, but I think your question at the top is right. If we see a mediocre offense that can't score in the red zone, that has 12 points at you know, going into the fourth quarter, um that yes, then, Doug, then it's time to punt.
0: Doug, I like the optimism. I really do, because I agree with you. And and look, I'm just I I look that my intro of my the song of my show, whatever you want to say, Phil Anselmo says it. I say it, I tell it the way that it is, or at least the way that I think that it is. And, And I honestly think this team has potential we're, do defensively. I mean, look, they're getting no help from the offense. No.
1: most of, And they're fourth in the NFL in total D. I mean, they're doing so many things right defensively. And I'll tell you, last year in Philadelphia, w- without question, their single best defensive game when they played Gardner Minshew, they had him so out of sorts in this game. And, and I know it's a completely different team, but it is the same quarterback. Um, I, I like the Saints' chances against that quarterback yeah. Um, I, I, I like them with the extra few days. I like them. Uh, I, look, there's no way the team doesn't know exactly what we're saying oh, uh, about where they are. And this right. is we're we're at the cliff right now. You go to three and five, you lose to this Colts team yeah. that is in 100% rebuild mode yeah. with a backup quarterback. Um, the time is right this minute. So I, I agree. We're having, this, we're having this talk before. Next week, you're either going to say – you're either going to be doing this with Larry saying, you know what, I think we're back in this thing, and and they really will be, or you're saying, all right, let's start looking at the draft.
0: (laughs) We got some comments. We got some questions. Lloyd, I assume he's talking about Derek Carr because this comment came after me talking about Derek Carr and the numbers. Every time I say Derek Carr, the numbers just drop. Uh, He wants him to pack his crap and leave. Well, guess what, Lloyd? He's by far – by far the best you've got, and it's not going to happen anyway because the Saints, they can't do anything with Derek Carr until after next year. Yes. So he is the guaranteed, Saints. Yes. He is yep. guaranteed to be the Saints starting quarterback unless he gets hurt, falls off of a cliff, or does like five times worse than he's doing now. Right. Then you, you're, you got Derek Carr, whether you like it or not. Right. David, David Mobley says Saints fans act like spoiled brats. You know what, David? I can't disagree with you. I really can't. You know, people are so spoiled about oh, yeah. where this team used to be. It, it's insane. This is not the same team. It's not going to be. Uh, right. We'll talk about where they're going maybe a little. bit. William Lopez, he, he's got a question. Trade deadline is Tuesday. You think the Saints will be buyers, sellers, or stand Pat? This isn't baseball, Doug Muton.
1: No, but, it, but actually there, there are – it's a lot more trading than there used to be. I'll say this. They are 100% not sellers. I'm not saying they should be. I or agree. Be. I'm saying there's no way on earth they're sellers because, look, Dennis Allen knows where this team is. He's trying to keep his job. The last thing they're going to do – And look, Mickey Loomis and the organization, they love Dennis Allen. They I, – I think at also some point – they they do not want Dennis Allen to fail. They do not want to have to fire Dennis Allen. There's no way they're selling. Um, Couldn't agree more. So, it, could they buy if something came cheap? Absolutely. I don't think so, but it would not surprise me a bit if something was out there. If some team was having a fire sale, the Saints would buy. I I would say more likely to stand pat. Just because you did say, it, Jim, there, there aren't a ton of trades at the NFL trade deadline. It is not baseball, but there are more than there used to be, and it's yep. possible. But I, So I, I would put 75% percent uh, stand pat, 25% buyers, 0% sellers. I would this say
0: great. 85% percent stand pat, okay. 15% buy, 0% seller. Uh, yeah. I, I, I just don't see this team making any moves. If yeah. they do... They could find a way to get an offensive lineman. The problem is everybody wants an offensive lineman right right right. now. That's exactly what I was thinking. I mean, so the the possibility of getting an offensive lineman, what are you going to have to give up? They're more expensive than other positions. You're just probably not going to do it. Ginger says she's a Colts fan. She loves to hear other teams' perspectives. I would say this. The feeling in Indianapolis is probably a lot different than the feeling in New Orleans. Colts fans probably didn't expect their team to do very much this year. You got a new right. coach and Shane Steichen who's going to make this team better. I you, think got so a, you got a quarterback uh, who's injured, Anthony Richardson. I am not a fan of Anthony Richardson, but a lot of Colts fans probably are. He that did team... some good things when, when he played. Like, he he showed some flashes.
1: I think the Colts are going to be fun, a fun team next year or the year after that.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I'm not a big Anthony Richardson fan at all. We'll see how that goes. Lloyd Riley says... Cousins has as many 300-yard games this year as Derek Carr with 11 touchdowns. He also has a better offensive line, Lloyd. Yeah. I mean, you can blame Derek Carr until the cows come home. You could have Drew Brees in his prime back there, but if you can't block for him and you don't give him more than a second to throw the ball, then it just doesn't matter. I'm sorry, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, and look, I, I I I won't defend Derek Carr's
1: play because I think he's been average at best, and I don't think he's been quite average. I think he's been about what his numbers are, but but it's not just him. I mean That's this good. offense, this offense, this offense has had problems, and the offensive line is obviously where it starts. And last week was the best offensive line performance we saw. And it just happened to be maybe the, the most crisp in that last in after the pick six that we've seen Derek Carr be. Look, Derek Carr, we have seen him make some frustration throws and the pick six to me was Nothing was working. The exactly. Receivers were getting zero separation. That was the one thing a friend of mine who sits in the in the uh in the loge in the end zone texted me. Not one receiver has been opened by one yard. Yet this game, and I wrote him back. I said that I, I see the exact same thing. And then when it got faster, and they started, he started getting some open receivers. But man, the pick six just looked like he just said, "Oh, screw this!" And he just threw it right into coverage because he had nowhere to go. Uh, at, at Derek Carr hasn't been the solution, but he hasn't
0: been the whole problem. You know, I, I was telling you how I appreciate your optimism, and I do because I would much rather. The clo- it's closer, believe it or not, even though as down as I am at times, optimism is a lot closer to what I am than, the, than this is what I don't like. What I don't like is the fan who was telling me before the season this was going to be a 13 and 4 team and told me I was insanely ridiculous for picking the Texans to beat the Saints. Then the one who, and, and is now has changed to, oh, they're terrible. They're not going to win another game. Senior Smith, you may or may not be that that fan that I'm talking about, but this is a really long message here. Basically, the gist is when I see we will get the number one draft pick, there is no way on God's green earth the New Orleans Saints are going to get the number one draft pick. And Dennis Allen is not a placeholder. It's like Doug Mouton said. They love Dennis Allen. The Saints. The Bensons love Dennis Allen. Mickey Loomis loves Dennis Allen. And you may not love Dennis Allen, but I'm telling you right now, see, even even Doug's leaving. Oh, no, I mean, right. I, I, they don't, they don't want to hear this, but this is the truth. I think unless the Saints, and I've said this before, unless the Saints really, really, really stink the rest of the way, I'm talking about even worse. They can go 7-10. I don't think Dennis Allen's getting fired. Yeah. Pete Carmichael may lose his job, but... This team has to really stink for Dennis Allen to get fired.
1: Yeah, and, and I'm with you on that. I think if they win seven or more, Dennis Allen's back. And 100%. Think, I think the Saints are certainly good enough on defense to get the first pick. That There's no way they're going to lose out. They're going to win games because they're going to get a defensive performance that's so good. The Saints are not A bad team by NFL standards. They're not among the four or five bad teams. (laughs) The New England Patriots are a bad team. Still bad teams in the NFL can put a good game together, and and they did last week. But against a bad team, the Saints were clearly better. The Saints are a mediocre NFL team. Not bad by NFL. They're mediocre. They're in the middle of that pack. They're going to win I, I cannot see this team winning less than seven. You don't get the first no. pick by being seven and ten. And I think that's the worst that can happen from here on out is you win seven and you're picking in the middle of the pack again. And I do think they can be better than that. I mean, oh, look, I think they will. I and really I think did. they will, too. Look, I still think this team, <laughs> We, when we're back at the station, we put the red zone on every week. And every week, we just, all we say is, man, the NFC South is bad. I mean it's it the really worst bad. in
0: football. It's I really still- bad and they've got the e, they've got the NFC East schedule from last year. It's super easy. This super. is like <clears throat> a generational easy kind of schedule. Like you may never see an easy schedule like this again in your lifetime. It's at least so for us old folks. The o- the
1: know? only the only thing in their way right now is the Falcons schedule is actually
0: a little bit easier than the Saints. Falcons it- have the easiest schedule. It's right? not easier by it's easier in terms of win loss percentage from last year. It is not easier if you go by Caesar Sportsbook, which is okay. what I go by with that. And everybody. you still do did you redo that list? The Saints the Saints had the easiest schedule in the NFL? The rest of the way. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. So Lewis yes. Lewis is uh I, Lewis is living I don't know, you're living in old old land. I mean yeah. you're living in you're living in the past, my man. Yeah. It's like a really bad toothache. Watching the car, he doesn't have time to throw the ball. Yeah, he he just doesn't. And look, here's another thing. Dunk was talking about this yesterday on the Saints Insider podcast that the Saints apparently they went through all the receivers and all the people on offense. They're going through their Chromebooks or whatever the hell they the little pad, touchpad Surface, the Microsoft Surface pads. They haven't been looking at the updates. They haven't been reading the the play sheets and the whatever the hell you call them, they're not paying attention. So, I mean, it's like going to class and going to sleep for an hour, whatever you're doing. The, you want to blame Derek Carr, but the, the people on this team, Chris Olave and the rest of this bunch that are got their heads up their keisters, I mean, they're not paying attention. You can't blame the quarterback because other players have their heads up their asses. Yeah, I don't even know how to answer that. Um, I mean, you don't. I'm just say whatever you want. But I'm just saying this. You know, people like to blame the quarterback for everything. The quarterback, the quarterback, and the coach gets blamed for everything. In this case, I think the coach deserves a lot of a lot of the blame. Oh yeah. If you got guys who aren't looking at their updates, what do you want the quarterback to do? Look,
1: I will say, I think, I think you're maybe what's coming off what I'm hearing from you might be defending Derek Carr even a little too much. And I get that Derek Carr hasn't been good. And he hasn't elevated this team the way you hoped he would. He's been okay at best. Again, the best that. quarter and a half of the year was the last quarter and a half that we saw. And I'm hoping they have figured don't
0: something like out
1: But Derek Carr has not, he hasn't been the answer He, he certainly hasn't been, All of the problem, or even most of the problem, most of the problems been the offensive line, which got much better in this last game. They were better on the interior and you saw Derek Carr have his best game. So let's see what happens. I do think this week is huge for determining where we go from
0: here. All right. We're moving on from the negative portion of the show and we're going to be at least, at least neutral, at least neutral going forward. Ginger, uh, the Colts fan is saying the Saints are in our favor. What does that say about the Colts? Well, are they favored? I thought it was a And pick. actually, it's not. It's been – this line is so crazy. It's so hard to predict this game. And I'm not sure why big money came in on the Saints, but it did, because the Colts earlier in the week were minus one. Yeah. It, dri- it, right? it went to Saints plus one for about a day, and it's it's literally moved back and forth between – it's right on the edge of Saints being favored and Saints being pick. them right now, even though this is picket, the Saints are minus one fifteen. The Colts are minus one hundred five, which means it's right on the borderline of going to Saints minus one again. So right. the Saints are slightly, slightly favored in the grand scheme of things. It's pick it, um, but you know what would you say about? I mean, how do you break this game down? I mean, it's so unpredictable. I said earlier in the week this might literally be the toughest game of the entire NFL season through eight weeks to even kind of predict. Yeah. Look, I.
1: I- if, if you give me a hundred dollars and this is the way i like to to, to phrase this question give me a hundred dollars you got to put it on so, one of these teams Yep, you got you to. keep it if you win i'd put it on the saints and i and to me it simply comes down to this and you you sort of said this look the Colts knew going into this year they weren't winning a division they weren't going anywhere they, they're actually what three and four they're almost 500 like they're doing fine they're doing okay yeah. this is where they expected to be and now they don't have their quarterback so they're they're playing, they're trying to learn Person at whatever. The Saints right now should be, and I hope they are, should be desperate, should be on the edge. They thought they could contend. Look, you listen to them in training camp, and they thought they could be a, a team that could make noise in the playoffs. I thought they could be, from the beginning, a team that wins the division, and I still think they can be. The Saints should be significantly more desperate than the Colts, and obviously, I agree. desperate should win. So if you force me to put, and I think the Saints are a little bit better overall. If I had to bet on these two quarterbacks, who would I rather in a one-game situation? Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew.
0: hundred percent. It's not
1: close. Come on. And so, yeah. So if you give me hundred bucks, if I, I had to, if
0: I had to pick a quarterback in this division, that I would take. It's not even. It's not even kind of close. I mean, I'm not talking about maybe three years from now, Bryce Young may end up being a better quarterback than anyone in this division. That's fine. But I'm talking about right now. If you're asking me right now who I'm taking as a quarterback in this division, four teams in this division, I watched Baker Mayfield last night. He's awful. Now, he he busts his ass. I give him that. He tries, you know, he wants to be good. He really does. he really does. outplayed Derek Carr in the game in the Superdome. There, well, there's no question about that. But the Saints didn't show up. The right. entire team didn't show up that that day, right. so I mean they could play ten times, and that might be a one out of ten thing. I don't know. The Saints are clearly the best team in this division. Whether they end up winning it or not, I'm not certain. Right. But I will say this: they're still they're plus two hundred right now in the NFC South. And look, I tell it the way that I think that it is. I think that's a bargain. I think yeah. that people should go to the window and and go cha ching. Give me the Saints plus two hundred to win the division, because if they play this division from here on out and they do it like 10 times, the Saints are going to win a bare minimum of half the time. Huh. So, I mean, if you're going by math, the Saints are, are, are a bargain, in my opinion, at 2-1. to one. So, so you like the Saints this Sunday? If I, I give do, you it, for stuff. almost the same exact reason what you said. I yeah. think the Saints' backs are up against the wall. I think they know where they stand. That doesn't always equate to success, um, but I think the desperation, you either do something with this team this week, or you start going down a rabbit hole that you're not going to be able to climb out of to me, three and five with this schedule. I said this before earlier this week. I just don't think you could climb out of it because look, you could easily come home and lose to the bears if you lose this week. And then you got Minnesota, who you're going to have a tough time defending and their defense is much better. So I think, I think it's a must win. I put the question up there and I do think it's a must win. And I do think they will. I, I do think they will win. Yeah, and look, I said that Monday night. I I think the I think the
1: whole season now it comes to this week. I think you got to go at worst two and one on these three. And you mentioned what they are: the Bears in Minnesota before the bye. You get to five and five for the bye, which might have you in first place or or might have you tied for first place. Um, You get to five and five for the bye, and then you figure it out on the second half. I, I think that's the worst you can do. to to get anywhere near where you want to go and to get to five and five because Minnesota's going to be tough. I mean, look, Minnesota's a a pretty good team. Not certainly not real good and probably not a playoff team, but they're not, they're not bad. And you're, you're going there. Uh, They beat you last year in London. You got to win this one. You just have to just have to.
0: I I really agree. I agree wholeheartedly. By the way, Ginger, uh, she said she's the only one. I'm not sure which of our eight, or 10 social media channels you're watching on. She said, she's the only one in you're the only one in that channel that we have. We literally have eight or 10 different channels. So Ginger, that's why you're, you might be the only one. I don't know which one you're watching on, but we're, we're all over the place this morning. And when we're done with this, I will add my monologue, which I've had a lot of negative monologues the last uh, couple of weeks. I mean, what do you expect? You want maybe roses and sunshine. You're you're not going to get it from me when they, when they stink and they've, they've stunk. So yeah, yeah I've been pretty ticked off. So I'm, just telling it the way that it is. I look, if you look at the matchups this week, I think it is a good matchup. Uh-huh. Look at the, the Colts defense. They rank 19th against the pass. They rank 21st against the run. I think that this is a really good match. You talked earlier about Alvin Kamara. You don't want to give them the ball 30 times a game. It's going to break them down. You're going to wear them down eventually. But I think Jamal Williams might play a more significant role in this game. Because he was coming off the injury last week, he only touched it four times. I think you try to work him in. I think he touches it 12 to 15 times this week. You take some of the load off of Kamara. I actually think, and you simplify this offense and let do let Derek Carr actually do more.
1: Yeah, and there's no question. Put more on him. What you're doing is not working. Look, the one guy who I liked... Preseason that I think can do good things that we haven't seen yet is Juwan Johnson. He's been hurt. I'm hoping Juwan Johnson plays. I do think he can make a difference in the offense. You saw many times Derek Carr threw to the tight end when he was up tempo last week. He threw to Taysom Hill so many times. And Juwan Johnson, I think, is a is a much more natural pass yeah. catcher and can do do more things. I, I I do think he can help the offense. I still think this offense can be pretty good. Uh, but I, I feel like an idiot saying that because we haven't seen it yet, but, but really all it takes no, is I think better you're right. in the red zone and then you're an average offense. And if you're an average offense with that defense, you're going to win games. To me, the, the, the most stunning breakout this year is, is, uh, Granderson has been unbelievably Phenomenal. good and so much fun to watch. Uh, see that guy emerge 45 pounds bigger than when he got to new Orleans and a legitimate, uh, terrific player that nobody nationally is seeing because the saints are playing all noon games because they've been so problematic. So
0: wouldn't far. it, wouldn't it have been nice to know that Carl Grandison was going to do this. So this, this team wouldn't ineptly waste a second round pick on Isaiah Foskey and could have gone and got short up the offensive line a little yeah. bit.
1: Yeah, you could look back and say that, yeah, if, if you could have predicted Granderson was going to do that, you, you wouldn't have. Because Granderson is the guy they were looking for. They were looking for a more athletic, not a, almost not a tradi- – you know, Cam Jordan is a traditional defensive end, a guy who can play all three downs. They were looking for somebody faster who could defend the edges a little better against the Anthony Richardsons of the schedule. And Granderson sort of is that guy. He is athletic. He's not as, as big, although now he's 45 pounds bigger than when he got here. And just watching him – Explode has been so much fun. Um, I mean, overall, the defense, the, the the defense, which we no one talks about, has done so many good things at every level. Uh, I, I would love to see the offense just get good enough so the defense can start to get some recognition for how good they've been.
0: You're not as sarcastic as I, but uh, do you uh, foresee Isaiah Foskey being the next Peyton Turner? Oh, jeez! Oh, God! I mean, he wasn't a first round draft pick. No, he's a second rounder. And, but I mean, well, <laughs> that that looks like, and, and I said it, I was incensed when they picked him at that spot. I mean, why the hell are you picking another defensive lineman? In oh, that, so yeah. and, and I don't care about hindsight being twenty-twenty. is not, I didn't think the Saints needed, look, Brian Brisset has been, A pleasant surprise. Yeah, no, he's been terrific. He's he's played well.
1: And and he look, he's still learning. He's still barely on the upswing of where he's going to be. And, man, you see the spin moves sometimes from this, like, enormous human. He is going to be a really good player.
0: But did you really need to draft another defensive lineman in the second? Well, look,
1: blame me. I actually did. And, in fact, the guy that I picked (laughs) that I thought they would take at that pick was B.J. Ogilari of LSU, who went right after the Saints, who is basically the same guy. He's a he's a, a, a smaller, edge-rush defensive end who, who is only, made to run down quarterbacks. What's that?
0: Except he's better.
1: Well, he's better Fosky hasn't played yet.
0: Um, well, there's a reason for that.
1: Because Granderson's been so good. That's not, not the only Granderson reason why he hasn't ever. played.
0: Yeah. Well, just, and, and, D- Doug Mouton, everybody, for those who – don't know. I mean, is is a super nice guy. He's not gonna. He's not gonna say what I what I'm trying to lead him into the rabbit hole of saying he's. Well, just but I, I don't do know how
1: you could say that about Fosky. He hasn't played yet. Like he, well, he I know he hasn't been on the field. Well, he
0: was trying to play it in, in preseason. That didn't work out. It,
1: and... uh, sure, but yeah, I, based on what you've seen, there's there's no way you can call him a bust at this point.
0: Are you ready that's to crazy. call Peyton Turner look, a bust? And look, Peyton
1: Turner has played well. I was about to say, when you said Foskey, Foskey so you're, you're not going to call
0: Peyton Turner a bust then? Yeah. Not yet, but he's okay. real close. <laughs> there yes. you go. That's, but, that's all I'm
1: but, but Peyton Turner has actually shown flashes of you see that he could be, if he could ever stay on the field, could be a good player. We haven't seen that from Foskey yet. You know what I mean? We haven't seen the upside from Foskey yet. We've seen the upside from Peyton Turner in the, in the three games he's played in his NFL career.
0: Dustin says bust. What about Trevor Penning? Oh. You consider, consider him a bust yet? Yes. Well, yeah, yeah at this point, I, I mean, the fact that you, he
1: couldn't play over. And look, Cam Irving, if you watch the game, did not do a bad job. But the fact that you're playing somebody you picked up off the streets two weeks ago in front of your first-round draft pick from last year says everything you need to say. And, you know, I, I didn't ask on Sunday because it was right up to the game, but on Monday I asked Dennis Allen. I said uh, he, he does a conference call. I said, uh-huh. was, was not playing Trevor Penning more than just his production? And what I was asking
0: was, is this some kind of Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. Someone needs to ask those kinds of questions. And he
1: actually said – He said, no, uh, we really thought he would benefit from watching the game. Like, no, there is no discipline. He's just that bad. He's just been playing that badly badly,
0: that they thought this guy off the street would do a better job. This is two years in a row now. Your scouting department, honestly, has let you down. Um, So, look, I'm just going to say it. I mean – I don't think Peyton was the greatest drafter on the planet. He, he, he really wasn't. But since he's gone, this is two drafts in a row now where this team is, in my opinion, not done a very good job. Again, Brian Brisset, it, to me, is, is a pleasant surprise, and he's played better than I expected. But really, go down the list. Find me someone in, the, in, in these two draft classes that you say, man, what a pick. Yeah. Just find me one. No, I, I, I'm not arguing. I'm
1: not. I mean, look, I, am not ready to to throw in the towel. Certainly, on Foskey hasn't even played. Um, man, Penning has been. It's been. It's been rough.
0: I mean, do we really need to see as much? I mean, I was Penning is killing me. Yeah. I mean, I it, it, look at some point you just say, you know what, we made a mistake, yeah. we screwed up, and move on. Stop. Well, I mean, you, you don't do that now while he's under the rookie contract. It, um, but. I mean, it's wrong. No, you you just keep putting him in and losing and getting your quarterback killed? No, or not playing him. Yeah. Yeah. And look,
1: Ryan Ramchick's back this week, so – in theory, this week, he's not playing. I don't know whether they play Cam Irving or or Andres Pete at tackle. Um, my guess is you play Irving. He was a little better. Yeah, I um, thought he played. Play.
0: I actually thought Irving played pretty good. I'm like, who is this guy? He's actually competent, I think.
1: Well, the real improvement on the offensive line, especially in the second half, but really the whole game. Was no, I agree. With of that offensive line. I, I, I thought... I thought Eric McCoy and Cesar Ruiz and Max Garcia at guard. I thought the three of them did a really nice job all game. I, I, and Derek Carr had room to step up and throw. I thought it was the best game from the interior, and the interior is all good
0: for this week. I'm gonna uh, I also am gonna say, and I can't believe I'm saying this that but when he's been in there, which hasn't been a lot, I think that when Andrus Pete has been in there, he's played okay. He's played. I'm not okay, gonna, I'm not gonna say great. I'm not gonna right. say great. Uh, but I think he's played okay when he's been in there. Not fifty-four million dollars, okay? No.
1: Well, and I but, will say this too: if if the interior plays well, you get Ramchek back. And look, this is not Ryan Ramchek is not the Ryan Ramcheck of Oh God, the no, not you know, even close. He's not, and he's not gonna be. No, um, never he's, again. He's, he's never gonna be that guy again. But he can be certainly be at least. Okay, at least pretty good. And if Andres Pete is your weak link, you can roll extra help. Yeah. You, can, you can chip. You can leave a tight end there. You can help one guy. The problem has been for, for most of the first seven games. If you got three or four guys playing poorly, when you got Eric McCoy getting beat up the middle, there's literally nothing you can do because you you're not gonna. In theory, he should be your best offensive lineman. Oh, well, he they're is they're the best help. offensive lineman. There's no question. You can't roll help to four guys on the offensive line, but you can give help to one. So I'm hoping you get Ramchick back. You saw improvements on the inside, and you saw how much better Derek Carr played when the offensive line just gave him a little bit of time. He's got he's got a quick trigger. He can get rid of the ball. Um yeah. again, it's all it's all coming out this week. Let's see what happens. I, I like what I'm I, I like the possibility of what could happen. If you get that straight, you get Derek. Let's just see it. I mean, like I said, I'm. St- I feel stupid saying it, looking at you. But I, th- I think, <laughs> I think they beat Indianapolis. I think they can't. I, I don't think they're ever going to be a great team this year. But I no. think they can be a pretty good team.
0: No, I think they could still be a playoff team because I think they can win this this division. I think they can still. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm not going to predict nine and eight. But I mean, you got to go six and four the rest of the way. And and the, and, the, and the haters and the the miserable people on the planet, and I'm sorry, James Webster, you're one of them, fire Allen's ass, I hope we lose. Who, ho- If you're a Saints fan, yeah. what do, could you possibly think is going to come of hoping your team lose? Now, maybe you're not a Saints fan, okay? But there is zero, and I mean goose egg zero, that comes out of wanting your team to lose. It does nothing. Firing Dennis Allen is not going to make this team better. Get I have high, friends of mine texting me Get draft pick fire pick. this
1: guy right now.
0: I get that text from friends of mine who are see
1: who are season ticket holders. Season tickets are so expensive. It's, not boggling. it's so expensive. I have friends of mine who pay thousands of dollars a year for season tickets, and I'm getting fire him now. And I know it's just out of frustration. Not gonna happen. I get that. But I and I always like I'm, I always rationally text back. How does firing him now help this team this season? Like, then, then you want to go three and fourteen? Like, does that is that good? Does that help? Sure, you
0: got a higher draft pick, but do you want the misery of watching them lose every week? I'm delusional, and uh, your, by the way, is you apostrophe re? Yeah, my Uh, wife kills me
1: on those. She's uh, an English uh, teacher, and
0: yeah, and and, and I'm telling it the way that it is. I I mean, firing Dennis Allen does at this point right now zero and 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 i mean zero and 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 it doesn't
1: matter whether you think that there is zero chances in a hundred right exactly that's kind of my point there is zero chances that that happens i keep talking about something that's not even in the tiniest way in the realm of possibility I'm, i'm trying to deal in
0: in realities um 100 it has it has no chance of happening Dennis Allen being fired before the end of the Saints would have to literally and i'm not exaggerating the saint for the saint for Dennis Allen to be fired in season the saints and i don't even think it's possible at all like I don't mean, even, I think even, even if to, they lost the rest of their games i don't think i I don't think he would be fired in season the only but, way it would happen is if there were some the only way it could happen is
1: if they completely went you know lost out and there was some off the field scandal that you had to fire him for.
0: And look, I don't know what you're talking about, James, because I think it's very possible the Saints end seven and ten. Oh no, so that is very I possible. I don't that, know that what you're listening possible. to of what that I said. Yeah, I'm not sure what you said that that what I said that makes you think that I'm that I think anything different. No. I think it's possible the Saints could be seven and ten. I think it's probably more possible that they win the division because this division sucks. Not because the Saints are good. It's not right. because and I didn't think the look, I, are good. I, and I've said this,
1: and look, I'm not going to lie. I thought they'd be a little better than this to start the year, but the Saints are an average team. That's what I have 100%. been saying. The Saints are Their rankings team. tell seven you they are. 10, I would call that in the realm of average. Anything from 7 and 10 to 9 and 8, I would call in the realm of an average Absolutely. team. And I just mean mathematically average. Right. I, I don't mean eyeball average. I don't mean whatever your standard of excellence, average, I mean, mathematically average that. And, and look, a dozen teams in the NFL, maybe more are going to finish between seven and 10 and nine and eight. They're all going to be average. You're going to have a few elite. You're going to have a few terrible, and you're going to have a lot of average.
0: Tyler, here's what I've been saying. And this is spot on. If Alan has any sense, he'll dump Carmichael. He's not going to do it, but I agree with you 100% because his job will be at stake. So I've been saying that. Well, that's I mean, what's going to happen in the offseason. But but Dennis Allen, if, if, if it's up to Dennis Allen, I don't even know if it's up to Dennis Allen because I'm not sure if it's up no, to Dennis No, no, no. Yeah.
1: Well, look, I mean, playing this thing out, if, they're, if they finish in the middle of the packs, seven and ten, eight and nine, and don't win the division, then, yes, in the offseason, they make an offensive change and they run it back through again that that to me is a huge possibility.
0: I also agree with Dustin. Firing the coach midseason is dumb. It doesn't do anything for him. It doesn't for do it. I a,
1: mean, I'll say this too. The guy's had a, a less than a year and a half on the job. Like whether you believe this or not, he deserves the right to let this season play out. And I mean, com- you really want to hire a head coach and give him a one year or a year and a month like, come on, that's that's yeah. in Look, no way to build a franchise. You hire the guy, you give him a shot, then when he doesn't succeed, then you fire him. But firing him six games into year
0: two is crazy. And you want to change coaches every year and a half? That's ridiculous. Uh, Terrence wants to know, do I think Ronald Curry will – I think he means what, what he means to be a good play caller. And my, my answer to that is I have no idea. Yeah, I don't either. Right. I mean, I'm I don't sure. think there's any – I don't think there's anything with – you might as well try it. Yeah, no, well, that's that's where I am. Although, like I said, we saw – I'm
1: hoping the simplification – because, look, the guy who shoots games for us, guy named Adam Ney, who's uh, a proud Rummel Raider, and he shoots games on the field. And and Adam was the first one to say this, and he said it like three or four weeks ago to me. And, and we sit around the office and talk about what the hell sometimes. And Adam's the first, first one to say – they got to get rid of eight guys running in and out of every play. No one's catching any kind of rhythm. Nobody knows what they're doing. And so that's been sitting in my head. And then last week, when they start going up tempo, I'm looking at the sidelines, and there's nobody coming in, and there's nobody going out, and they're popping down the field, slightly on tempo, losing all the – that's the first question I asked Dennis Allen after the game was, did you find something – was not make actually I asked Derek Carr was not making all the personnel changes. Did that help? Like to me, the simplification and the up speed is exactly how Derek Carr needs to play. I'm hoping they found something in that that will translate going forward. If they didn't,
0: then yes, then by by if they're three and five, let Ronald Curry call plays and let's move on. I'm gonna stop showing some of these comments because obviously people either a aren't listening or B, don't know how to listen. They're kind of like my 12-year-old. I mean, so I don't know if my 12-year-old is at school typing in comments and using a a pseudo name, which is certainly possible, I guess. But you're not listening or you don't know how to listen to what I'm saying. And you're wasting your breath and your keystrokes because I don't know how to say it any differently. I'm not saying whether the Saints should or shouldn't fire Dennis Allen. Right. I'm saying they're not going to fire Dennis Allen. You I, are wasting your breath, and you're pissing me off. So I'm moving on. I, I'm so not. I'm moving on. No, you're not. You're not. No, I don't care. I mean, I'm you. off today. It's a, I mean, it's a good day. I got all kinds of stuff planned. I'm just going to say what I, I mean. People don't listen. Not, not listening just pisses me off. I mean, why did you come even come to the show if you're not going to listen? I mean, it, it's fine. I mean, if you can't pay attention, I get it. You, you had trouble in school. You can't spell U apostrophe R-E. I, I get that. It's okay. We'll, we'll just move on all right let's uh let's talk a little bit uh, i want to move on to the nfl for just a minute okay right. uh i'm going to finish the show and get your thoughts on lsu alabama i did not make a slide for that but I did make a slide for what i think are the top games of the week and i think these are all relevant and the gra- what are they saying in san francisco they lost two games in a row are they saying they should fire kyle shanahan you think? Not, no, no made, they're not. Are, are they? Are they saying? I don't know. Let's let's go to another team. Are they saying in L.A. they're like three and four? They're limping along. Should they fire Sean McVay? Yeah, uh, yeah, no. And, and you know, Sean McVay feels like he's been around forever. He's still the youngest coach in the NFL. I mean, maybe they should fire him. Yeah. I mean, he's been he, he's not, I mean, last year they were terrible, and uh, you know, all they did was win a Super Bowl. I mean, it, it, he's not doing anything now. At what point do you just get sick of a coach? I mean, Mike McCarthy, Cowboys fans hate him. He went 12 and 5 two years in a row. Um, but people ask for Mike McCarthy to be fired. That shows the realistic fan, how realistic fans well, are. Well, clearly right in
1: Dallas, Dallas is without question the most delusional fan base. If it's not as, yeah, um, they, they perpetually think they're better than they are. Um, but that's okay. Um, I, look, the first game, I certainly like Dallas. I think Dallas is a more talented team than the Rams.
0: Six-point favorite. Do you like them uh, Given six? Yeah, I
1: would. I mean, look, I'd always bet on the better team, and I think that you don't. You've, you've been sneaking on no, no, no. the Rams I, from the I, get-
0: I No, no, no. I, I think uh, I think the Rams have done better than most people expected this year. Although you but expected I, it. But I did. I know. Mean, um, said it on my show. I will say this, though. I will say that Dallas is underrated. I know that they have not been able to win in the playoffs, yeah. going for, but, and they have had their struggles, obviously, this year. But they have won ten games in a row at home, and most of them have not been close. Yes. I'm with you, so I'm just I'm playing devil's advocate. I think I think the Cowboys actually roll here. I think I think Dallas is a good team. I don't think they're an elite team. I think they're a good team. I think the
1: Rams are like half of the NFL, including the Saints, a mediocre team. Yeah, I, I, I would go Dallas. Look, the middle one I find intriguing because I think they're both mediocre teams. Yes, um, If I'd if bet, I, I bet on Kurt Cousins. I, I'd take the Vikings. Look, they look pretty good against San Francisco. I think they can put it together. Uh, Jordan Love has, other than against the Saints for one quarter, has not done a lot of good things. Um, I'd bet Minnesota, if I had to, although I can't say I particularly I, like either one of those teams.
0: I would tell you that I like the under. Um, oh. I, think, I think Minnesota's defense has been playing a lot better. Jordan Love has had his struggles. There's no question. Uh, uh, was, what, was he the right choice? I don't know. It's only, what, seven games into the season. It's a little tough to say that already. But I don't know, man. I I think the Vikings are a much better team than their record indicates. I I agree with you, I think. But playing on the road at Lambeau is always tough. And I think there's rain in the forecast at Lambeau. In fact, they're talking about potential Sunday night after the game's over, rain turning to snow. So it's going to be miserable. It's going to be like 40, 39, 40 degrees and rainy at Lambeau Field. I think that's an interesting game. might be a fun one to watch. Yeah. You, don't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't oh. want to be there, but it might be fun to watch. Yeah, those
1: are always fun to watch. Yeah, I'd go Minnesota. That one, Look, I love San Francisco. I, I know they've hit a couple of hurdles. I don't love Brock Purdy, and I, I haven't.
0: Well, he's man, on I'll, concussion protocol. Can, the, can San Francisco cover this spread with Sam Darnold in there? Yes, in man, I love everything
1: San Francisco does. Um, I, yeah, more, I'd, I'd, stay, I'd just stay away from that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have no idea what Sam Darnold's going to do over there.
0: I actually love San Francisco in this game. How so? Because, because, you know me, I go against whatever the public thinks, and the public yeah. is running to the window. Well, I'm not, not sure bangles. Sam
1: Darnold is much of a drop down from Brock Purdy. I I, I don't see how that's a, a huge step down. I'm well, definitely not as high on Brock Purdy as the rest of the world is.
0: Christian McCaffrey's just fine. And yeah, so, it, right, right. And Brandon Ayuk is just fine, even though D. got yeah, I mean, They are so up.
1: talented. And I love what they do. If the Saints uh, had the San Francisco,
0: Saints had San Francisco's offensive line, this would be a completely yeah, different yeah. kind of season. They don't. William, uh, thanks for the defense. Spot on. I appreciate that. And uh, look, I'm not. You don't have to agree with me on this show. That's not what I'm asking people to look, do. If,
1: if you're a Saints fan, and
0: especially if you're somebody
1: paying money to go to games, you have you have every right to expect better than what they've been. You have every right to be frustrated. Wholeheartedly. I mean, wholeheartedly. agree. You, know, you know, being like a good fan doesn't mean you think they're great even when they're terrible. You can couldn't be agree realistic. More. You can you can have an open mind and say, "Man, I wish, this is terrible. I wish we were better." Um, but but uh, what does tend to happen? And look, we had we had a a, a 10-year run where Super Bowl was the expectations. That just can't be the expectation right now. We're, we're gonna have to move on. And look, I was just the opposite growing up. The Saints were horrible for my entire childhood. And Mine when Jim Moore started making the team better, it took me a few years to stop going on. Oh, they're just terrible. It's like, no, wait, actually, they're pretty good. <laughs> like it took
0: me. Like I expected them. Remember to the leave. ugly win? Remember when people get ugly, pissed off by ugly wins? Week.
1: For my whole, like, in my adolescence and into college, it's like, wait a second, they really can win. Like, that took me so long to adjust to. And I think right now, as a fan base, we're adjusting to the fact that we're not better than everyone else. Every loss isn't an upset. We're, we're, the Saints are a mediocre team. And we have to accept that as a as a city because that's where we are.
0: Another spot on comment. See that? Yeah, I, so I agree. Disagreement is healthy. Yeah. I 100 percent agree. I'm not. I, look, please, if you disagree with me, fine, say it. I'm going to show it, and I'll, you know, I'll tell you I disagree. But you're only um, a squirrel if you're just saying things that are silly and continuously bringing up things that won't happen. What won't happen is silly. What won't happen is Dennis Allen
1: will not be fired. He won't be Pete fired. Or Michael will not be fired. Those things will not not. happen. What might happen is you could have a change in play caller. And a change in the play caller might. I think that absolutely will happen if we don't see improvement, maybe even this week, but certainly by the time of the bye. I think that absolutely could happen. And could it make a difference? Absolutely. Will it make a difference? Nobody knows.
0: Goes back to the question of exactly what what Doug just said. I mean, we don't know. I mean, I got asked earlier. I think it was Terrence, you that asked the question. Well, would Ronald Curry as a play caller uh, make a difference? And the fact that we don't know, my, my answer is, I don't think it could get much worse. Well, uh, that's for sure. I mean, I guess theoretically anything can get worse, but I'd like to see it. Um, I'd, I'd like to see what would happen. Terrence again, spot on the, Jay Kahner's not going to play. Oh, geez I'm um, no. Oh, God. Gotcha. Jay Kaner's not going to no, play. No, you're not benching Derek Carr. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean,
1: if he gets hurt, I, I mean, I guess he if he would have to throw four interceptions a game, but you're not investing $150 million. And I know it's only two years guaranteed. All
0: right. But you're I, not
1: I, investing that kind of money. You're not benching
0: Derek Carr. I didn't say things probably as eloquent eloquent eloquent. See, I can't. No, even you really that. did You didn't pronounce them either. Oh, man, I can't even pronounce eloquent. Uh eloquently as I would have liked. I'm a New Orleanian. I'm a Yat. I have I'm from the West Bank. I have a hard time saying words like eloquent. Okay. All right, we're gonna talk I'm about L- eloquence minute. Yeah, well no, we are. That's what I'm saying, trying to get to. I appreciate all, all these comments and I'll, I'll keep showing them, but we've only got a couple minutes left. Doug did not expect to be on this show for an hour, probably. Um, and I do want to touch on LSU, Alabama. Both teams have a week off this week. I think, and I really believe this, if LSU can find a way to win this game. Jane Daniels has got to be the Heisman oh, Trophy winner. If he, if
1: look, I have a Heisman Trophy
0: vote, and now granted, there's a, a few thousand of
1: us that have a vote, so it's so not like my vote is super important. And he is absolutely on the ballot, and this is his game. Look to me, this is where you win or lose Heisman trophies is in games like this. He's got a chance. Um, I I love this game for so many reasons, the LSU Alabama game, but mostly because of the mystery and. LSU is going to have to find a way to stop Alabama sometimes. They don't have to stop them every time because I think Jaden Daniels and that LSU offense is going to score some points. they got to figure out. We haven't seen them stop what I would consider a good offense yet. Um, They have to figure out a way to stop somebody. Can they? I hope so. Maybe. I don't know. We haven't seen them do it yet. But there's so much intrigue in this game. I want to see Jaden Daniels on this stage. Um, Look, the, the year Joe Burrow had was unbelievable at like a whole different level. But Jade Daniels is having, you know, this thing. Well,
0: I've ever he seen. also had Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase. And I mean, I mean, Terrace Marshall was the third receiver. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. No, it's uh, spectacular. Tyler's spot on here. I think, uh, you know, Milrose improved deep ball is what scared I me. I agree. I, 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 I think what LSU is going to have to do is put a spot. I put Harold Perkins on Milro and have him spy Milro city. Cause he can run a little bit. No, but and then no, you're going to have to play a cover two back there.
1: He's done so many good things. And look, LSU may give up 35 points and that may be, that may be good. If, if you can only give up 35, right, Jake right. Daniels is going to have to, he's going to have to be, As good as he's ever been, and you're going to have to score a bunch of points. I I, I absolutely give LSU a fighter's chance, although I don't know if they can stop anyone. Like, that's why I love this game. I think it's so
0: intriguing. I give them more than a fighter's chance. I said in August I thought they would win the game. I think they're the better team. I thought they were the better team then. I think they're the better team now. Alabama is probably a little bit better than I thought they would be, which is not that great. But I think LSU is a better team. I know their defense has stunk and not been able to stop the deep pass. And it does worry me.
1: Secondary has been rough.
0: It's been bad. I I agree. But I I think they're going to play better than they have been played. But, man. LSU's piling up like 550 yards a game. And, I, I You're watching, and the breakout guy that I didn't expect
1: was Brian Thomas. Brian, Brian Thomas has been unbelievably He's good. In the league neighbors, I wouldn't trade for any receiver in America. And then the, what Brian Thomas has done has been that LSU mm-hmm. offense has been so good. And Logan the, Diggs, look, we expect Logan Diggs proud Rumble Raider has been. Oh, bro, I was waiting I'm, for that to come. I'm not on. a Rumble guy, but look, uh, Logan. You keep
0: throwing been, out the Rumble Raider references. That's the second one in this. That's
1: the second one. I know, right. Yeah. Uh, Logan Diggs has been so good and added so much to that offense. Look, I, I love what LSU has done offensively. Um defense, they pitched a shutout against Army. Uh, Alabama's not Army. Um, let, I, I can't wait. Like I I like So many different results would not surprise me at this point but I certainly give LSU a fighter's chance.
0: I'm just going to say Jamar Chase was a rumble Raider, but he lived in Harvey and he should have been a Shaw Eagle. Yeah, That's all man. I'm going to say there. I, and yeah. I will
1: say Shaw is grossly improved in the last two years.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, they have. And yeah. uh, it's been fun uh, calling their games this year. Sure. Uh, all right. Um, look, I, I, again, the key is stopping Milrow from throwing. I think you can give up maybe two long passes. But to me, that's about the maximum. You give up more than two. You get torched like you got torched against Ole Miss. Yeah. And, look, I said also in the beginning of the season, I just didn't think Florida State was a good matchup for LSU. They uh, have big physical receivers. Uh, Alabama doesn't necessarily have the same kind of receivers that Florida State had. I think that this team has learned something. You would hope so I by hope now.
1: So. But, yeah. yeah,
0: but learning something
1: and just having the talent to do it are different. And – LSU secondary has not been good. Look, they're going to give up points. You you just have to outscore them. And yeah. and, and I think they have a shot to do that. Absolutely.
0: Um, All right, before Alabama, we go on.
1: Look, if, you, if, you, if we're having this talk in Alabama, you're saying the same thing. We just got to stop them a few times because I don't think they can ever stop us.
0: All right, like, I'm going to gonna I'm gonna go before we leave. Rayfield asked a question a while ago, and then he said he just started watching. So I'm sorry about this. I will throw your question on. I'll let Doug answer it. We wanted to ask if Drew Brees got hired as a coach, and we did talk about this a little bit, What we thought we don't think, I don't think either one of us thinks it's possible. But Well, A, I don't think Drew Brees wants to. Did There's right. that kind of time investment. So I, I don't think it's
1: possible on that end. And B, I don't think they bring in anybody from the outside, and I know he's obviously the longtime Saint, but he has not been with this team for a couple of years. I, I think there's zero chance they hire someone from the outside, and I think there's zero chance that Drew Brees wants to do that. Yep. right now, isn't he? He's talking about uh, automatically jumping in to 80-hour work weeks. Like, like there, there's a there's a. Huge yeah, he, he's been there, done that. With, been there, done that, and earned a couple hundred million dollars so he doesn't ever have to do it again. I, 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 I don't see it as possible from multiple angles.
0: I think Drew Brees is enjoying time with his kids, and I don't blame him, to yeah. be honest. I yeah, mean, at some absolutely. point, you got to... Look, I know how much, you know, Doug and I joke about about how much time we spend during football season doing the things we need to do. I can't imagine what it'd be like being a coach or or a player. I I
1: can't imagine less than an 80-hour work week. And there's there's no your office. Drew Brees wants to go back to an 80-hour work
0: I mean, some of my best friends are high school football coaches, and I know how much time time they spend in their offices. Me too. And Hank Tierney uh, has a – he sleeps at – and I'm not exaggerating. He sleeps at school three to four times a week. Uh, and NFL you gotta, players do that all the time. Yeah. Exactly. So it is what it is, and and that's just a tough life, and people don't want that. Doug, talk about what's going on at Channel Four. This is a huge week coming up for our WWL.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, I mean, for us, it's 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 a it's a it's a great week. Um, we have a next week is well. First of all, we have I'm going to Indianapolis tomorrow, which I'm honestly not thinking about a lot right now. And then I'll be on fourth down on four Sunday night from Indianapolis, hopefully breaking down a win where the Saints you know, figured something out offensively and had a good day and scored touchdowns. And then next week, we have a Saints special leading into the Bears game on Thursday. Then we have the prep show on Friday. We have an LSU post-game show on Saturday after the Alabama game. And then we have the Saints. So we have the LSU game on our air Saturday night. And we have the Saints game on our air Sunday at noon and then fourth down on four next week, Sunday. So we have, from a sports standpoint, we have four shows in four days. And it's a great week for us. We have the LSU game. Can't wait for that. We have the Saints game. Um and and you said about it's not sweeps week. Too bad it's not sweeps week. Yeah, it is. look it is sweeps week? Yes, of course it's the beginning of November. And uh Oh man, well this is rolling at the exact right time. I've done this long enough where I try not to worry about that kind of stuff. Like you just do your job the best you can all the time and not worry about doing something. Do your job, Mouton. Do something special for sweeps for for November. What are we gonna do special? How about we just do our job all the time.
0: Well, That's- so you're you're basically saying, and uh, you know, I have friends at every local station in this Wait, city. You have so I actually do. Yeah. I'd actually consider you a friend, you know? Yeah. So, well, I do too. I'm just kidding. Uh, um, you could literally turn your, your television on whatever service you use on channel four on Friday night and not turn it off until Sunday when you go to sleep. Oh, how about that? I mean that? seriously. I mean that's, I like a, that that that's a lot of great local programming. It is, yeah. So well, and look, it's the SEC
1: doubleheader. Look, LSU, Alabama. Seth is going to the LSU Alabama game, and then Ricardo and I will be at the Saints game on Sunday. Okay, um, it's 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 a it's a fun weekend, and man, we're gonna know so, by the end of next weekend, we're gonna know so much more about. The LSU season and the Saints season. I, look, the Saints have got to win this week, or else this show is going to have a whole different tone. Oh
0: yeah, next week. No, in, that. Back in it People are going to stop watching me. They're going yeah. like, I can't listen to that jackass again. I just yeah. can't listen to him anymore. Except that's, that, you, yeah, yeah, oh well, yeah. I mean, that, that's where they're going to be. Uh, speaking of all that, uh, you can, when this show is over, if you haven't had enough of me, <laughs> you can go and find wherever you find your podcast. Search for Datitude. Not only will we have this entire Hour and five minute tete I tete. But uh we're gonna have my mo- I'm gonna add my monologue, which I'm actually gonna keep short today because I think we've pretty much said between I mean I had the most listeners except for the Mickey Luma show that we had last year, we had the most listeners the show has ever had for after the Saints lost to Jacksonville. They wanted to hear me rant. I have no idea why, huh. but the, but the most listeners the show's ever had, they huh. wanted to. Nice. So maybe people do like hear me pissed off. I don't know, but all right. Uh, all right well, well if,
1: it, if that's true, don't be angry for the effect. You know what I mean? Like, oh, people want me angry. I'm gonna be fake angry. Like, dude, if if I ever turn on here and I feel like you're being insincere,
0: that I'm. Um, you and I can to have a problem. You have known me for about 15 years. Have you ever known me to be no, insincere no, but about I've anything? Never heard you say what you just said, "Oh, people like me angry. Don't stop. You don't like, think I you don't think I just learned that? You think yeah. I just learned that? No. All right, all right. I have never been insincere about anything. Let me say this too: there are a
1: million people in our business who do fake angry because they think that's what people want, and it's the easiest thing. It's the most unauthentic, easy to see through. But
0: some of those people make a lot of money. Um, If you ever, I'm just—I was actually just stating a fact. the day I'm insincere is the day I'm going to quit this job. Yeah, I don't know how okay. to be anything. All right, fair else. enough. Fair enough. There. I'm with you.
1: And, I, and I, look, I'm I said sincere this after to game. a fault. I felt better about this on the sidelines before the game. I was talking to Jim Mora. He was doing stuff for Channel yeah, Six. Right. I've known Jim Mora for a long time, and I was talking to Jim Mora, and I said you. Give the Saints any chance? I said I. Always give the Saints a chance. I said you don't. I said no. I said I think the Saints get run over tonight. I think they lose big. I like this Jacksonville team, and I'm. I think the offensive line gets destroyed, and I think the Saints lose. Like I was as low as I'd been on the really? three game, and I came out of that. Well, look, the one question I asked Jim Moore, I said, Jim, have you ever had a team six weeks in change who they are? Like by six weeks into the season, you know who your team is, right? And he said, "Yeah, you kind of did."
0: Detroit and, did
1: last year. Yeah, th- right, for sure, for sure. Um, but coming out of that game, I felt so much better about that team. Everybody else in the press box, like the sports, be- the, the uh, TV people, all leave with about five minutes left yeah. to get to get to the right. post game locker room in time. I didn't leave, and. And I can't remember who it was. I think it was Scott Shanley sitting next to me said, did you not leave because you think this game's going to overtime? And I said, I'm positive it's going to overtime. Like, by the end of the game, I felt so much better about the Saints team than I did before the game. And, and again, I was as low as I have been in a couple of years before the game. After the game, I feel like, you know what? I think they did find something. I think they can be pretty good. Again, I think we got to see it right now.
0: But that's where I am heading. The frustration comes in that, on that they had a chance to win the game. The frustration oh, no question. No the frustration question. comes in that they keep squandering chances and, and keep playing that. lower than their ability. I get they're that. Like, but here's what they should do. You know? I felt
1: better about what they did, and I also felt that, look, the way I look at it is it's a 17-game season, and yeah. you might have to win nine to win this division. Yes, you should have won that. You should have tied it up. should have gone to overtime. Get all the momentum. Yes, but, but they're going to have plenty more chances. And what I saw was a team that played better. And if you can play at that level, you're going to win.
0: We always need Doug Mouton after a loss. And at the low, I mean, we may look back on this. And I'm not saying we will or we won't, but I'm, I'm saying we, we may look back on this show and this week and say, this was the lowest of the low for the saints in 2023.
1: And they I'm turned not, it around and got
0: that. I think it's possible.
1: And I I, I saw – I'm not blindly thinking it's possible. I'm not thinking it's possible because I want that to be true. I'm thinking it's possible because of what I actually saw on the field in the last quarter and a half. And not only that, the defense too. They gave up 226 yards, I think it was, in the first half. They gave up 104 in the second half. Like, they got much better. They figured stuff out. And and Doug Peterson is a terrific offensive coach. And the Saints figured it out and shut him down – and got better offensively, again, I'm not saying it will happen, but I am saying it's possible that it can happen.
0: I will say this, um, as, and I said earlier, this is the toughest game maybe in the NFL all year to predict. I think you can watch this first quarter, and you, if you so choose, could go into Caesars Sportsbook, you will know. If you really watch this game, you will know after one quarter of play whether the Saints are going to win or lose. They I, I may, may not be winning, and you still think they're going to win, Right. And they may be winning, and it feels like they're going to lose. But I think you'll know one way or the other after one quarter on Sunday whether the Saints are going to win or lose.
1: Yeah, and and, and look, everything's more fun. If they're they,
0: either going to show up or they're not, right. because I guess is my point.
1: Well, so, or, or they're going to learn from what, what went
0: right or they're not. Yeah, and we'll find out on Sunday. Doug, thank you so much for joining us. It's always fun. I'm sorry I got a little bit, you know, got a little bit, I don't know, a little pissy there in the, in the for oh, you about get a 30. little bit. You started yelling at people that's, who are
1: listening to me. That's the first, that I think the, thing I would never do. I know you would never I just do I not have the guts to do that. I'm like, anybody wants to tune us in? Like, want to, thank, yeah. like, I want to thank people. Hey, yeah, thank you for watching.
0: So. Oh no, I appreciate people watching, but you know what? If you piss me off, it's just like in real life. I'm just yeah. going to look, look.
1: I worked at a TV station once where we were following Monday Night Football with a newscast, and I asked the guy producing the newscast. I was like. Um, what are you leading the show with? And he said, "I want to lead with a quiet story. So in case anybody falls asleep, they don't <laughs> change the channel, and we get the rating credit for them watching us. Like I'm pin on the end where oh. we're just trying to hope, like pray people don't t- turn. Oh, yeah. And look, some people
0: like the abuse. Yeah, yeah I look, mean, they're, I, they're I, I, I look, look I and look, we can still be friends even if I yell at you. You can yell at me back. We can yeah, that's no, Ask Mike Triplett. Remember Mike Triplett? You're right. Mike Triplet and I have been mad at each other before. No, Mike, oh
1: God. You and Mike a, yeah, but you and Mike Triplet, I thought we we're, were gonna fight. We're like still I thought gonna, you were gonna physically we're fight. We're and we're great friends. And you're both significantly bigger than me, and I've learned <laughs> the hard way growing up. You don't fight out of your weight no, class. No, 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 no. Billy Peacock taught me that hard lesson in eighth oh, grade. No, no, no. Just Definitely. don't fight out of your weight class. So when you and Triplet were getting ready to
0: go at it, no, I no. back it up. No, you, you feed me Dragos. I'm not going to. I'm not yeah, going to. Go. I'm not going right. to thick you off. All right. We'll see you soon. I don't know when, but sometime. Within the next month or so, we got to have you back on the show. I always enjoy when you when you come on the show. Yeah, it's fun. We have like this, you know, back and forth. And Look,
1: I, I bought with need... microphone, so my audio is better to do your show. <laughs> it's so way I different. bought this microphone just to do your show. I need to buy a light because you're impressive. so much prettier than me. That's well, so I know, funny. but I, I'm only halfway there. I need to buy a light because I'm right. so dark.
0: The next time I, am, I need some optimism, I'm absolutely yeah, going to call you. I'm telling you, if they lose this week, I, I can't really deliver that. Told ya. Always fun with Douglas Mouton. That's what the point of the show really is. I know I get fired up about things, but the point is, we're supposed to have fun. I mean, you're, you're, and that's why I guess I let some of those Yahoo's get to me. I mean, if you're a Saints fan, if you're a fan, and you're looking at it from a fan's perspective, perspective, not prospective, perspective. But why would you hope your team loses? I just don't understand that. Why do you root? Why would anyone? I've heard this before. It's not the first time I've heard this. Why would anyone ever root for their team to lose? You want to be miserable for the next few months? It's not going to change anything. Because the more you lose, the more they dismantle a team, and you have to start from scratch. And then, not only do you have to, and, and they're the people back in the background, well, good, I want them to start from scratch can't get any worse you want to bet because if you have to start from scratch and go to ground zero if you're not old like me you don't remember when the saints sucked every year no matter what changes they made they sucked every single year if you're not old like me you don't remember that there is no guaranteeing that they're going to go get a coach that's any better than the coach that they have now if they have a top-five draft pick, I've said this before. They're not going to, by the way. The schedule's too easy. They're going to win too many games. They're going to pick the lowest that this team will pick. Oh, the earliest, I should say, is probably in the 11 to 12 range. That's legitimately the earliest. But even if I'm wrong and they pick a, a top-five top draft pick, you're assuming that this team is going to get it right. That's not even a knock on the team. That could be any team. They're going to be a team that has a great history of making great draft picks. Look at the Houston Texans. Look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jacksonville Jaguars have had the number one pick a couple times. They've had top five picks numerous times. They're just now becoming decent. Yeah, they were good years ago. They've had a good season every now and then. But for... I mean, think about throughout the course of time. Jackson, the Jacksonville Jaguars haven't been worth a damn. The Houston Texans have had multiple early draft picks. They haven't been worth a damn. They've had a couple of playoff appearances. Think about teams that perennially lose the Arizona Cardinals. They continue to lose over and over again. Every now and then they have a good team. They, heard Kurt, they had Kurt Warner. That got them to the Super Bowl once. Now where are they? Teams that are perennially good, you know, rooting for a team to lose doesn't do anything for You, you don't know what they're going to do with that coach, with a new coach or a, or a high draft pick. You just don't. And it's not worth going through the miserableness. I know that's not a word. It's misery. I get it. It's not worth going through that because you just don't know what's going to happen afterwards. Root for your team to win. It's the same at the end of the season. When a team, ha- when the team is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, you don't root for a team to lose. It doesn't do you any good whatsoever if your team loses. It does nothing for you. You have a better draft pick. So what? How many times did the Saints have the chance to draft so and so? But they don't. They draft they draft player B instead of player A. How many times? Every year. Every year the Saints have no matter where you draft think about the players that went afterwards that could have been that someone else could have had. It happens every year. Tom Brady got drafted in the 6th round. Nobody knew Tom Brady was going to be any good. When you draft a quarterback in the sixth round, that's a guy who, if he's lucky, normally makes the practice squad every now and then is able to, like, hang on for a couple years and maybe, if he's super lucky, becomes a backup quarterback, but hardly ever becomes a starter. You think there are 32 Brock Purdy's in this world? No. Just is what it is. You don't root for your team to lose. It's dumb. You're dumb. If you root for your team to lose, you're dumb. I've been mighty feisty today. I've been I've been saying some. I've been kind of mean to the listeners. But I mean, just realistically, I'm not going to sugarcoat... I don't sugarcoat things on this show. If you root for your team to lose, you're dumb. Just period. Amen. I don't care what point you. Unless you're just like saying, you know what? I'm not going to root for that. I know, I have friends who they don't root for the commanders anymore because they changed their name okay i have friends who were refused to root for the houston astros anymore because they cheated that's they don't want to be a part of that they moved to the, they moved to the american league they didn't want any part of them. whatever it is they stopped rooting for them then you can root against them fine i have a good friend who went from being a braves fan to a mets fan it was a while ago but Okay, I don't understand it, but okay. So then, sure, root against the team you used to root for. But while you're a fan of that team, it doesn't make any sense to root against them. People are silly. I'm silly, but that's why you listen to the show. I have my opinions. That's I give them 182 episodes worth. I've given my opinions. And hopefully for... Whoever, however many more, they let me continue to do this show, or I continue to want to do this show. I hope I can do this for hundreds and hundreds of more episodes, and you'll still listen. But that's what I do. I give my uh, my opinion. I tell it the way that it is, or at least the way that I think that it is. All right, we're gonna go out, and we're gonna leave it at that. It has been a super. This is like one of we had one of the shorter shows that we normally had yesterday. Um, to one of the longest shows we'll ever have. I mean, when we first started this thing, I'd have, like, an occasional two-hour show or an hour-and-a-half show, like, regularly, and I said, you know, we can't do that anymore. But whenever Doug comes on, it ends up being long, and I I was long-winded today, too. I guess uh, the uh, numbskulls got into my head and I gave them way too much airtime today. But how are we going to go out? What's the song we're going to go out on? I was trying to think, you know, what does this team need? I think, I know people want to think the the thirty four to nothing victory didn't do anything for the Saints, right? You know what I think this team needs more than anything? They need a good thriller. They need a good, we're back and forth, back and forth, and they find a way to win. That's what that's what this team really needs. They kind of backed into a victory against the Titans, if you think about it, in week number one. The Titans just kind of like lost it more than the Saints wanted wouldn't you say then you think about the Panthers game and the Saints there really wasn't a lot of doubt I mean the Panthers made a little run there at the end but no one really thought the Saints were going to lo- lose that game and then the one they lost the next week against the Packers just blew the lead and they, they need a thriller to where they're on the right side of a thriller and it's Halloween weekend so Why not? I don't think I've used the Michael Jackson song yet, so that's how we're going out today. Saints need a good thriller. Maybe they need some Vincent Price to I mean, I know he's gone now. He's been gone for twenty-five years. Probably a lot of you probably don't even know who Vincent Price is. Google it. Just think if you had Vincent Price doing play by play. And the Saints drop back to pass. It's another interception. Right. We're going to be positive. Touchdown, Olave. I don't know how we would say it. Anyway, we're going out. I'm long-winded. We're done. You're done. If you made it this long, you're a saint. Forget about Derek Carr. You're the saint. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy Saints Colts. We didn't even talk about Tulane. Enjoy Tulane Rice. Enjoy the whole weekend of football. We will back on Monday with the dime. We hope you come along with us. Peace and love, my friends.